0: The word of the Lord to us this year. This is the first night we've ministered on it at all. And I'm not going to take very long and tend to be out from before you in a little bit. But, oh, we've got a lot to say. And it says, beginning, the Lord said, 2023. This is what will be. And he said 2023 will be a year of turning and returning. Things that have seemed to be stuck and unchanging will begin to turn. Family members who have appeared to want nothing to do with the things of God will begin to desire the reality of the word that they see in believers' lives. And they'll turn from the darkness to the light, and the glory will be the Lord's. Whew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah He said, "Things that have been stagnant and unmoving will begin to flow and move." Oh And it will be rapid movement. Not a little at a time, but a rapid, quick movement that will bring sudden change and improvement into the lives of those who will believe. For the church, this will be positive and powerful as the Father shows Himself mighty on their behalf and proves time and time again that He is their source, their provider, their keeper, their protector, and their king. Oh, glory. For the world, this time of turning and change will be unsettling and confusing because they'll continually listen to deception that is brought about and backed by deceiving spirits that speak lies and deception. Many will continue to trust in a man or men only to be disappointed. As they see time and time again, man is not their source or answer. And this will produce frustration, disillusionment, and confusion. Yet, in the midst of the frustration and confusion in the world, the church will be flooded with light. And they will see a returning, a returning of those who walked away from God and His ways in pursuit of some other answers, only to be left hopeless and defeated. They will return and God will restore their lives. Hallelujah. There will also be seen a returning to the Word as those who have walked away from the teaching of the Word and the moving of the Spirit find themselves empty and unfulfilled, expect it, prepare for it, see it. 2023, a year of turning and forward momentum. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we receive that Word. We receive it into our spirits, as what you are saying to us for this year. We receive it, and we believe it, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you agree with that, give the Lord a good amen. Amen. So notice the Lord said, things that seem to have been stagnant and unmoving will begin to flow and move. And it will be rapid movement, not a little at a time, but rapid, quick movement that will bring sudden change and improvement into the lives of those who will believe. Now, notice that phrase. Notice who that will happen for, those who believe. Remember, the, the Lord said to Pastor Michelle, we're entering a season that will require walking by faith. It's not, not something to be concerned about or afraid of. It's that there are things that God wants to bring into our lives and it will require walking by faith. So notice, rapid, quick movement, sudden change and improvement. Sudden change and improvement. Say that with me. Sudden change, sudden change. And, improvement. and improvement. One more time. Sudden change and improvement. One more time. Sudden change and improvement. In Job chapter 42, we see something here. And uh, Job chapter 42 is right after God appeared and began to ask Job several questions that Job couldn't answer. And he said, here, the Lord said to him, or Job said in verse 4, Here I beseech you, and I will speak. I will demand of you, and you declare to me. I've heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. So, the Lord has revealed some things to him. And the Lord speaks to Job's comforters and uh, tells them that they need to go to Job and uh, offer this sacrifice and that his servant Job would pray for them. And they would have victory. Verse 10, though, says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job, when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came there unto him all his brethren, all his sisters, all that had been of his acquaintance before, and they ate bread with him in his house, and bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him or allowed upon him. Every man gave him a piece of money and every one an earring of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Why? Because he had 14,000 sheep. In the beginning, he only had seven. 6,000 camels had three. And a thousand yoke of oxen had 500. And a thousand female donkeys had 500 of them too. Now notice, one moment, Job is repenting. Verse 6. I repent in dust and ashes. The next moment, God turned his captivity. Amen. And added double to all that Job had lost. Sudden change and improvement. One minute you have nothing, and then you have double. Now I've read commentaries and and whatnot and and different things on this, and they say, well, you know, that would have been by degrees. You know, God could, you know, He didn't just, basically dump this on him. Well, here's the thing that that I think about it. By degrees or sudden dumping, the captivity was turned and double was given. That sudden change and improvement. And notice, it's for those that will believe. The supernatural things that God... You'll hear this sometimes like this. God has supernatural ways of doing things. Well, let me help you. Everything God does is supernatural. He doesn't just have some supernatural ways. If He talks to you in your spirit, that's supernatural. You're talking to God. That's supernatural. If He leads you, that's supernatural. It may, not be, it may not be something uh, 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 extravagant. It may not be something outlandish. It may just be the inward witness. But that is supernatural. Everything that God does is supernatural. But what, what we're going to see in this year coming up is these things are going to be undeniably supernatural. Undeniably. Undeniably. Because I'm, I'm telling you, the Lord's been saying something to me for years. And we're moving into the year for it. I've been putting my faith out there for this for years. And he's, he said this to me years ago. He said, imagine going to bed sick and just getting up healed. He said, imagine going to bed in debt and getting up debt free. Right? Hallelujah. When you try to figure out the how of a supernatural manifestation, you will always be left at a deficit because you can't figure it out. Nobody in here can tell me how an iron axe head floated. You don't know. The best you can do is say it was the power of God and leave it there. Because iron doesn't float. But it did. Is that right? Yes. Iron doesn't float, but it did. Yes. People can say you can't come out of debt in that short a period of time, but you can. Yes. Yes. You can. Think about that. I say think about that. When, when you've watched people be instantly healed. Instantly. Instantly. Amen. I've watched people come in blind and leave seeing. We, we had it right here in this church. We were having those healing meetings, and, and that was before we had the TV back there, and we had the old Pentecostal clock on the back wall. So we could say, well, the old clock on the wall is telling me. Now we've got a clock, but it's modern. There was a lady that came. I believe it's a lady. Might have been a man, but I believe it was a lady. Could, could not see out of, out of her, I believe it was her right eye. Couldn't see at all out of her right eye. And we prayed for her and I turned around and said, cover up your good eye. She covered up her good eye and told me what time it was. In an eye that she couldn't see in when she came to church. Well, she came blind and left seeing. I can't explain that. God did that. I don't know how God corrected whatever he corrected but He knows how He created it to be and something that throws it out of order, the Creator knows how to put it back in order. You may not can figure out how sudden change and improvement is going to show up, but God knows what your life is supposed to look like and if it's out of kilter, God will show up in His power and put it back in place. Suddenly, Sudden change in improvement. Uh-huh. It could be something as simple as you go to your job and they say, Here's that double bonus. But that's never happened to me. Oh, but we're entering into a very good year. Oh. Isn't that good? Say it out loud sudden change. And improvement. and improvement. I mean, think about it. Think about how good your life is now. What's it going to look like with sudden change and improvement? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That, that, that issue with houses keeps coming up to me. I don't know if who's believing for a house or who's believing for whatever, but it, it can happen suddenly. God said His will is that you have houses. Full of all good things. Not just a house. A house full of all good things. Hallelujah. Notice what he didn't say. If you qualify. God's just looking for some people that will look at the word and say, I see it in the word. So it's mine. Period. Those are the people that get sudden change and improvement. Oh, hallelujah. Look at 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. Oh, we got to. There's just something in me, and I've been telling my wife, I will not be denied. I will not be denied. I'm going to have it all. If it's all paid for, I'm going to take everything that's paid for. Not leaving nothing on the table. And if you're not careful, I'll get yours too. I'm coming after it all. <laughs> Amen. Well, Pastor, I don't want you to get mine You better grab it. Because well, I'm not responsible. If it's close to mine and it gets in my stuff. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not going to take your stuff. 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 25. There was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver disgusting, yuck, 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 right, Is know what the Bible says, the enemy had cut off Samaria's supply line, everybody was inside the city, they were inside the gates, they, they couldn't plant, they couldn't harvest their fields, they couldn't get out to the produce, this was a long siege, and they besieged it until there was nothing there. Do you see that? Now, if you read all the way through this, and I don't have the time to take you through it all tonight, but um, remember the king was walking around on, the, on, the, on the, the wall, and a woman called out to him, and she was upset. And he said, What's the matter? And she pointed this other woman and said, This woman said to me yesterday, Give us your son today. And we'll boil him and eat him. And tomorrow we'll boil my son and eat him. I mean, you know it's a bad situation. Right? And she's mad because they ate her son the day before. And this woman now has hid her son. Is that right? That's how bad it was. And the king got mad at Elisha. For whatever reason. And he sent a person to him. And you can read there, Elisha was with uh, the elders, and the word of the Lord came to him. Chapter 7, and verse 1. Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Now what we have for 2023 is the word of the Lord. He says, hear the word of the Lord. Tomorrow, about this time, A measure of flour will be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Hmm. So we're eating donkey head and dove dung. They're boiling children and eating them. But the man of God says, tomorrow there's going to be such abundance We'll be selling it at a discount. How's that possible? Notice. This is what the man said in verse 2. Then the Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, If the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, You'll see it, but you'll not eat of it. Hmm. So tomorrow, there will be sudden change and improvement. I'm telling you, in 2023, things that they said have to take this long are going to be compressed and they're going to happen quicker than you thought. Oh, Lord, help me say this right. Because God sits out of time, he can shorten natural time. Get it? He doesn't have to go through the channels we got to go through. All he's got to do is get us to believe him. How'd Jesus walk on water? Well, he was Jesus. Yeah, but he was a man walking on water. How'd he do it? Well, number one, he had faith. What sped up to change the molecules in that water to the fact that it was solid? Well, Jesus was on on the shore and had to get to the other side. He don't have a boat. He can't walk around there. He's got to walk across the water. It wasn't a God trick. It was what had to happen. I know it wasn't a God trick because Peter did it. Yeah, but he sunk. Why did he sink? He quit believing. Jesus looked at him and said, Oh, you of little faith, wherefore did you doubt? Peter stepped out of the boat with little faith and walked on the water. With little faith. What can God do with your faith? So God is here and you're in the process, but God's not hindered by that. He can, comp- we call it time compression, it's just time compression to us. Not time compression to God. God. God's not limited by time. So if we could say it this way, He just moves from here to here, and it's done before you know it. Well, how'd that happen so quick? Oh, that was a miracle. Sure was. It was a miracle. It was a miracle to us. It was normal to God. This this prophet is saying. I know what's going on in the city, but tomorrow you're going to have so much abundance, you'll be selling it at a discount. Oh, hallelujah. And notice, the king's officer did not believe what the man of God said. Remember what he said in the word? For those that will believe. Elisha said, you'll see it. But you'll not partake of it. Everybody say out loud, that's not me. That's not me. I will see, it, I will see and it. it and partake of it. Mm. I'm telling you, debts are about to go away. And, and I'm telling you how it's going to happen. You do whatever you want to do with what I'm about to tell you. The money's coming to you. The money that you've been believing God for is coming to you, and you've got to earmark it for your debt. And when it comes, you pay your debt off and more will come. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, sir. Shh. Look at verse 16. Now, I'm, I'm skipping, you know, all that that we normally go through, the four leprous men, and, and he made him sound like an army. And I, I just want you to see what the man of God said. Verse 16. And the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Mm. So notice, they went from eating donkey's heads and dove dungs to buying barley and flour at a discount. Time compression. In 2023, that's what we'll see. Time compression. Things happening faster than anybody thinks possible. And we're just keeping step. We're just keeping step. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? I'm one that sees it and receives it. You are too. Amen. I'm telling you, things suddenly, that that, that promotion you've been looking for, you're just going to show up and it's there. Yeah, but they're notorious for dragging their feet. Not anymore. Sudden change and improvement. Uh, The the Lord keeps telling me this. Our job, prepare for it, expect it, see it. Prepare for it. Amen. You know, the quickest way to go somewhere quickly is to be ready to go. You know... Now, I cook a lot. I cook a lot for our family. And I don't want to use the word frustrating. And, and some of y'all that cook for your family, you'll know what I mean. When is food at its best? When it's hot. Doesn't it kind of bug you when you get dinner ready and you get it on the table and you say, hey, dinner's ready? And everybody goes and has to do something else, and you're standing there, and the mashed taters are getting cold. right? You know, corn on the cob. right? I mean, it's best when that butter's just oozing into every crevice. And you go to bite it and you're like, ah, ah, ah. Right? You know what I mean? And you, and you get butter and hot corn all in one bite, and you're like, ooh, ah, ooh you're good, ooh, ah, ooh. <laughs> right? right? Nobody wants to put butter on their corn, and it just kind of sits there. <laughs> Amen. It's best when it's hot. I'm telling you, At the end of 2022, this is coming. Prepare for it, expect it, and see it. Because I don't want to have to get ready when it shows up. I'm ready now. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to be ready now. And Dave and Michelle, you have just begun to see the faithfulness of God in your life because of your commitment to the things of God. And over the last two nights of giving, you and your family have come together and you've made decisions about the funds that you were going to give and ask God and it's increased every year. And the Lord said, there's a number that's floating through your spirit and it's bigger than anything thus far. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you are just beginning to walk in the fruits of your faithfulness. And 2023 will be a stellar year for your family. Stellar. Stellar. Oh, I believe that. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you something, Jasmine. The Lord has an affinity and a soft spot in his heart for single moms. He does. He loves them. He loves everybody. But when you go through the Bible, God has a special blessing when you give to widows and when you give to to wives and women that have been done wrong and and hurt. God has a special affinity for you. And the Lord says to tell you that he's going to pull you close and he's going to personally meet every one of your needs. Now, He personally meets all of our needs, but I want you to see Him. He's got you. He's holding you. Your Father's holding you, and there's nothing that you can ask for that He's not going to give you. Quickly, sudden, sudden change and improvement. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Everything that you are involved in financially is hooked up to the kingdom of God system. I know some of you in here, I mean, I mean you're, like, you're like everybody during this season. You've watched some of your investments lose some money. There's been some, some drops in some of your investments. But here's the thing. That, listen, you, you do whatever you want to do with what I'm telling you, but I'm telling you by the word of the Lord. All that's going to come back up. Yes. Yes. Nothing can happen to our economy drastically till the church is gone. Can't happen. Won't happen. And it doesn't matter who's in office. Doesn't matter. Well, they're going to make bad decisions. Yeah, but we're going to make good ones. And and our financial security has never been tied to this world system, and it never will be. Sudden change and improvement. That's us. Look look at Second Kings eight. You're right there. I told you this is going to be simple tonight, but boy, it's good, isn't it? Oh, hallelujah! Stellar year. Wow. And uh. Start in verse 1, then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, the the woman in Shunem in chapter 4, and he said, arise, go, you and your household, sojourn wherever you can sojourn, for the Lord has called for a famine, and it will be sore, it will come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. Came to pass at the seven years in, the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines. And she went to cry unto the king for her household, for her house and her land. Hmm. So notice, she went to ask for her house and her land that right? Verse 4. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things Elisha has done. And it came to pass, as he was telling the king how he restored a dead body to life, that boy, that the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, Lord... My king, this is the woman. And look, this is her son that Elisha restored to life. Oh, hallelujah. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. Now, sudden change and improvement. So the king appointed under her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers, what house and lands? That's what was hers. And all the fruits of the field since the day she left the land, even till now. Now we just read, how long was she gone? Seven years. So she comes back and gets her house and her land back. And seven years worth of harvest in one day. Pretty good that you get seven years of harvest in one day. Hallelujah. Sudden change and improvement. And notice, she only went to ask for her house and her land. That's all she wanted and God gave her seven years' worth of harvest. Hallelujah. See, it's not about making the devil pay something back. It's God doing what he wants to do for us. You understand? That's that's that restoration. That's that turning and forward momentum. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So even if you've lost things, they can all be restored and what was yours previously will come to you. The Lord said about this year, He said, I will recompense you for any suffering that you've experienced. I've been been standing on that. Hallelujah. So sudden change and improvement. So we saw Job went from nothing to double. We saw the people in Samaria go from a place of famine to a place of abundance to the point that they're selling food at a discount. And now we have the woman that just went to her king to ask for her house and land back and got seven years of harvest. Here's my question. What's coming to you? Because you have a great God. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? And in this year coming up, it's going to be so important. We can't, we can't worry about what people say, how people act. Walking in love will be the order of the day. Walk in love and stay above the fray. That's it. I, I was talking to my wife today about something that happened, a phone call that I got. Remember, I always tell you this. I'm going to get you out of here by 7:30. Just bear with me. I always tell you this: that uh, you expect nothing, and you're thankful for everything. Right? I don't expect anything from anybody. I, I had a person call me not too long ago, and uh, they had somewhere developed a financial expectation of me. Something had. Happened in their life, a good thing, not a bad thing, and they just expected that I should give them some money. You say, What did you tell them? I told them I didn't feel led to give them any money. I'm not led to do that. You know, I don't have to give anybody money just because they asked for it. I need to ask God about it. Well, my, 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 my point in telling you that is I didn't get upset with the person. I'm going to walk in love and stay above the fray. But here, here's, here's the reason. See, love expects nothing from anybody. Love always turns the spotlight on itself. What do I need to do? Amen. My pastor was sitting one time in a, 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 a lunch with a person that had been a guest speaker on their, on their uh, well, actually had been a person that was on one of their VPS specials, Victory Partner special, and they were eating lunch. And pastor was talking about the rapture. If you've heard him preach and teach very much recently, he's doing a lot of teaching preaching on the rapture. Uh, you, you do good to veil yourself of, uh, I think it was last Sunday night at Faith Builders Little Rock. My Lord, he taught on what it means to be an overcomer. Just, I, as Lily says, <laughs> so it's just, you know, hallelujah. Uh, I, by the way, I had to have him tell me what that meant. I, but anyway, <laughs> anyway. He was talking about the rapture, the second return of Jesus, and one of the people at the table said, uh, "You know, oh, you guys in the rapture, you're so childish, you're so, you're so immature. Not about the rapture. It's about the kingdom. And I'm waiting for what happened. Fifth city, right?" I mean, there's another guy at the table. I thought, I know, I know him. I know he wanted to go. And he said, no, I just looked at him and thought, well, he obviously don't get it. I just kept eating my dinner. I've learned so much there. Because my pastor told me years ago, he said, Philip, walk in love and stay above the fray. It's, it's more important that you keep a friend than that you win an argument. It's more important. Amen. Because, and here's why. Not because you'll need them, they're going to need you. I want you to know there are people in your life right now that aren't treating you right, but they're going to need you. The Lord said they're going to turn. They're going to come back. They're going to come back to the Word. Now, that's not everybody, but if that's you, you want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to expect that. When I see somebody in church that hadn't been in church in a long time, I rejoice. I don't think, well, what do they want? I rejoice because this is what the Lord said. Amen. Hallelujah. So walk in love. Stay above the fray. That'll be the order of 2023, is walking in love. And I know we walk in love, but we, we want to make it our goal and our aim that I, I'm going to walk in love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay above all that's going on. Now, folks, listen, don't, don't get involved talking about, ugly about politicians. Don't do it. Because you can't bring your faith to that situation talking ugly about our leaders. Well, they're not my leaders. Well, they are too. You're an American, aren't you? I get so tired of that. He's not my president. Well, what are, what are you, Chinese? Well, my president didn't get elected. Exactly. They didn't get elected president. So that's not your president. That's who you like. Well, Pastor, that's, that's, that's tough. It's Bible. You can't pray the prayer of faith for somebody you don't love. You can't do it. And could it be that things go the way they go in Washington because the church gets so divided and we want our pet president that we fail to bring our faith supply to it? I don't know. You do whatever you want to do. But I know the Bible tells me to pray for kings and all that are in authority so that I can lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty for it is God's will that all men be saved. So you're supposed to be praying for them to be saved and to be born again and for the light to shine on their path. And I'm going to say something else by the the Spirit of the Lord. And you do whatever you want to because I can't tell you what to do. Listen, both parties... You watch, I'm telling you this by the, by the Holy Spirit. both parties, there, there's going to be things, there's going to be things that, that, that get shook up. You want to see a whatever wave? you better be praying and bringing your faith to it. Hallelujah. Nothing is a slam dunk. Nothing. Nothing. You, you know what? you know what? I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I haven't taught on this at all. You want to know what happened in 2020? The church went to sleep. The church went to sleep. The church didn't get off her blessed assurance and go vote. Because they thought, we had it. We got it. All the prophets were saying, we got it. And what the prophets said we got, we didn't got. And all the prophets that said we got it never came back and said I missed it. Competitive prophesying. Well, pastor, should I listen to them anymore? That's none of my business. You do whatever you want to do. But I'll tell you something. The Bible says if somebody says I heard from God and this is going to happen and it doesn't happen, it says don't fear that man. Now, now I know that rubs some of our Republican brethren the wrong way. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a believer. And I don't care what color the, 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 the party is, if they stand for what God said, that's who I'm for. Why? That'll hinder this. That'll hinder this. I said that'll hinder this. Hallelujah! I tell you what, we just need to get forty-five back in office. Well, hmm, I don't think so. I'm not telling you, thus saith the Lord, but I don't think so. We can't we can't afford to have a divided front. We we gotta be getting what God says. Amen. Let me move on from that. I'll get in trouble. There'll be an insurrection. (laughs) Make January 6th look like a tea party. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. Sudden change change and improvement. improvement. Sudden change change and and improvement. Are you ready to sow tonight? you'd like to give, there is an envelope there in the seat back in front of you. Thank you. Hallelujah. You know, Brother Hagan said something one time. He said, God doesn't influence elections the way people think God influences elections. Think about this. Can you really pray that the Chiefs will win every football game? Think about that. People say, well, you can pray for anything. Well, but would it be asking amiss? Yeah. Why? Because why does it really matter? It's, it's, it's a game. We love it when they win. Right? Well, I do. But I've never prayed for them to win. Hallelujah. You see see what I'm saying? God influences elections through his people, through the church, through the Christians in the earth. You know how many hundreds of millions of Christians there are in our nation? 50, 75 million Christians in America. What if all of them went and voted? Have you ever thought about that? There's what, roughly 340-some million people in America? About 70 million or so are Christians. What if they all voted? Hallelujah. What if all the people, all the Christians that thought, well, my vote don't count? You You better watch that this year. Is because you're going to have a lot of Christians sit on their hands. Well, my vote won't count anyway. And then if it, doesn't, if it doesn't go your way, don't you come to me and cry. Because we're going to go vote God's way. You're going to vote God's way. You're not going to vote according to color. You're not going to vote according to gender. Well, you may or you may not. I'm telling you, you shouldn't. You're going to vote according to the word of God. Don't you go and vote for who can give you the most? Who 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 is in line with God's word? Amen. And biblically, you can't vote for anybody that's abortion favorable, same-sex marriage favorable, and anti-Israel. You can't. Not and be a believer. Well, I know Christians that vote the other way. You know carnal Christians then. Spiritual Christians vote the Word. We don't vote the man. We vote the Word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you do know when early voting starts, right? October 24th. So what's that, just a couple days? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Go vote. Hallelujah. You ready to give? Sudden change and improvement in the White House. Glory to God. I know what you're thinking. Anything would be an improvement at this moment. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, guys. Hallelujah. When you're ready to give tonight, hold your seed up to the Lord, Father. Thank you for the seed that's being sown. Thank you for the manifestation of your goodness in our lives. Thank you, Father, for being such a good, good Father to us. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. You can come rejoicing tonight. Hallelujah! Oh, glory! <laughs> Hallelujah! Uh, I told Dan tonight, I said, you know, Dan's kind of dressed tonight like, uh, I want to make you an know, offer, so you can't refuse. <laughs> no, that's not the Italian mafia, that's the Amish mafia. <laughs> and, and then we lost our train of thought because Yolanda ran us all over with the bus. So, she told me, she said, Pastor Michelle threw me under the bus when I was at Little Rock the other the other went the other uh, Sunday. And I said, "Well, you know, you reap what you sow." is that right? Don't say nothing. Just don't say nothing. <laughs> Daryl, don't want to laugh. He's giving himself a hernia. trying not to laugh. <laughs> you can laugh. It, it don't matter. Dan's like I'm going home to my cats. It don't matter. <laughs> Hallelujah. Life's good, good. amen. Oh, isn't God good to us? Father, thank you for these seeds that have been sown tonight. Thank you for the manifestation of your great goodness in our life. As your people have given, Lord, we call them blessed, we call them favored, and we call them healed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, let's stand up tonight, shall we? Thank you for being here tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have a great God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the, Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, next week, we have uh, Pastor Ron, Pastor Marie will be ministering. So, amen. Oh, yeah. That's right. How to give him a hand. <laughs> hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And uh, so, God's good to us. So, you definitely want to be here. Pastor Michelle will be in Jonesboro, Arkansas next weekend. Uh, for, uh, she does a two-night conference, and I think she's ministering Sunday morning, and then she'll be back home Sunday night, and so I'll be ministering in Little Rock, and uh, we're going to have a great time all the way around, Amen? amen, hallelujah, come on, say it with me tonight, would you, the vision of our church will always be to build people's faith and frame their world by the word of God, you and I will always be. World changes. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main at buildfaith.net. This message and many more materials are available to you free of charge, can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God.